listening to the Ed Reach Network. Ed Gamer, Episode 7 on Ed Reach. World of Schoolcraft! Welcome to this week's Ed Gamer Podcast, Episode 7. EdGamer is part of the EdReach Network, edreach.us, giving education a voice. A big voice. We get <laughs> bigger. Better? Yes, we've got a pretty big voice, and it's getting bigger. Yeah, this show is dedicated to education gaming on any platform. We'll give you the education angle on any type of games, ranging from tabletops to MMOs. And what does that mean, Jerry? Massively multiplayer <laughs> online. I threw and you know what? I see. I memorized it this now. Now you memorize it. You I'm probably ready. wrote it down. I have every Wikipedia page involving <laughs> ga- in gaming open possible just because I'm, I'm, gonna... I'm ready for you to you throw me under the bus at any moment. You ready for me? Yeah. Okay, good. That's good. Uh, we'll discuss how these games impact student learning and how they can be used effectively within the classroom. I'm Zach. And I'm Jerry. And our guest this week is... Lucas Gillespie. And uh, Jerry. Yes. Talk. <laughs> my name is Jerry James. I'm a visual arts teacher at Schaumburg High School in Schaumburg, Illinois. Uh, my name is Lucas Gillespie. I'm an instructional technology coordinator for Pender County Schools in southeastern North Carolina. Oh, my goodness. That name's just as long as last week's. <laughs> so, no, no, nothing bad about Joel last week. He had a long name with his, too, so we have these big titles. My name is Zach Gilbert, and I'm your host, and I'm a sixth-grade social studies language arts teacher from Normal, Illinois. Mine's a little bit smaller than the rest of theirs. So small. So, Couldn't it be like the upper, lower, middle school? Yeah, I, I do like that, though. I do. I, and I'm not uppity up, and I'm not lower, lower. So we're in good shape. So tonight we have Lucas Gillespie speak, mm-hmm. and I won't call you Jerry. I hope not. <laughs> and, uh, I probably will. But uh, funny how things happen. Uh, our Ed Gamer podcast last week, episode, whatever we want to call it, last week, uh, Lucas made a comment on the uh, website and saw some of his stuff and got excited and said i need to contact him and i did and here we are thursday night and he has joined us for the podcast because he's got some cool stuff so lucas power of networking power networking (laughs) and and we've already added i've added a few more people that you network with already Mm -hmm. on my network and so hopefully we'll get some more guests too so lucas uh give us a little background about yourself and then you know how uh i guess you're the project that we talked about, Minecraft, is kind of what led uh, led you to us in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Um, so um, my name is Lucas Gillespie, and, and I've worked in public education in North Carolina for about 13 years now. Um, started out for about um, eight years, uh, roughly eight years, in the science high school science classroom, teaching mostly biology. Um, and then about three or four years ago, took a position as an instructional technology coordinator in my district. So I do a lot of professional development with teachers um, and technology integration stuff. Um, for There's one of me for about 16 schools uh, in the district. It's a rural district. We serve about 8,500 to 9,000 students. I don't know the exact number. We're growing. Um, we're a coastal community, so that's um, there's a big draw from that. Um, and um, And so... That's, that's kind of my background. I have a master's degree in instructional technology from the University of North Carolina at Wilmington. And so, um, and I've been a gamer since the Atari 2600 days. 
Yeah, <laughs> and we you kind of we talked about that a little bit before, right. and uh, you you played Commodore sixty four, right? Yes, I did. And one of the games that I vividly remember, or my good friend's house was Ranger. Oh, I don't know. Did you ever play I... that one? Mm-hmm. Oh. I'm I'm waiting for somebody to be you know, who's played Ranger. So look that one up. I bet you probably f- can find that and drop it on your phone somewhere. But <laughs> no, that was one of those games. It was just like wow, that was that was a good game. What we, okay out of the 2600 and out of the Commodore 64, uh-huh. what game stands out? Oh my gosh, um, yeah, I'm putting Tem- you on the spot. T- Temple of Abshai. I don't know Ooh, if I'm what? pronouncing that right. Um, what was that one? So yeah, it's sort of like the um, sort of a dungeon crawler. Uh, oh okay. Very two. Sort of a pseudo two D like looking down kind of view. Um, you really bad um, sort of King James English thrown in, uh-huh. yes. <laughs> and you go in and, and basically it's this this um, this temple very pixel graphic type um, format, and you go into a room and you're attacked by insects and things like that, and you're just crawling through the dungeon getting treasure and loot, and <laughs> you come back and selling it to a text based um, merchant, and that was uh, about yes. it. Yes, uh, you know what, and really that's all we needed. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> that awesome. is all we needed. So, how did how did you get into games in the classroom? Um, well, the history there kind of goes back. Um, it's something I've always been passionate about. Um, love playing games, and um, and so that's something that I found that it was instantly a place of rapport or a point of rapport with my students uh, when I was teaching. Is is I could talk about video games and I'd have them instantly hooked uh, way more than talking about things like endoplasmic reticulum or or <laughs> you know or genetics. What? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, what is that? When are we ever going to use this in the real world, Mr. Gillespie? Um, <laughs> so uh, a lot of that um, get that kind of interaction uh, is kind of where some of this started. Uh, when I went into my graduate program, I began to uh, kind of look at it through – look at games through a sort of different lens because there was a heavy emphasis on instructional design in my program. So um, I, I started looking at things like World of Warcraft through the sort of instructional designer point of view. And I'd get in my – and have discussions in class and my professor. I'd say, you know, you need to look at – Get video games as as models for instructional design because these guys get it, and I don't know if they I don't know if they really you know if if that if that connection was made um, and I, I hadn't fully made that connection myself at the point but um, that's kind of where it started and um, and so then fast forward into my role in the instructional technology uh, position um, I started really kind of got a foot in the door doing my thesis research um, in the district with um, the game Dimension M. And working with some middle schoolers, and we looked at that um, that game and and how it kind of a, assesses um, or brings up and assesses pre-algebra algebra skills, and working with eighth graders, and uh, it was pretty cool. Um, and then, of course, then the big crazy um, next step was um, World of Warcraft. Yeah, and so that's that's kind of what when I started looking on your site and then seeing the games you're playing, and I saw the Minecraft stuff, and I was like, okay, that's cool. Yep. You know, because we talked about that last week with Joel, right. and I'm really looking at seeing what I can do and, and possibly getting that into my school. Um, and then, then I started noticing other things. Uh, World of Warcraft. I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> World of Warcraft. I'm like, uh, yeah, that's that's cool. Uh, really, you're doing that in the school and. That, uh, Jerry, I mean, it's kind of a surprise, wasn't it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah I, go ahead. Uh, I, you know what? I I love World of Warcraft for all things, and, and I think it's an absolutely fantastic platform. I think it's a, a, a great thing. 
as somebody who is everyone that listens to these podcasts know, I came from a Second Life background with, you know, starting games and education. So, you know, there's always kind of been this pull of, like, World of Warcraft versus Second Life, and I'm always really interested in what people have to say about the difference of the two. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, World of Warcraft such an interesting thing. I've seen so many presentations about trying to, you know, incorporate education. So, I, did you find, I mean, was it something that came naturally to you? You know, incorporating World of War- Warcraft into your classes, or it um it it, it got easier the more I did it, uh, and it, and that, and I talk about that as like a mental exercise. You know, it, it's what I tell like when I present on the topic now and and talk to teachers about you know the, this idea of using games, which is still largely it's kind of an alien concept to, to a mm-hmm. lot of teachers. You know, like video games, you know, what a that's you know that stuff rots your brain. Um, <laughs> And so I tell people, like, okay, you need to put on your teacher glasses, and you need to think of this from an instructional point of view. Um, we're, we're not talking about Pac-Man anymore. Now, don't get me wrong. I love classic arcades. <laughs> but, but Pac-Man, you know, your decision-making in Pac-Man it pretty much amounts to uh, do I go up, down, left, or right. Um, you know, come into modern video games, and, and the decision-making is incredibly complex, and we're doing incredible, um, incredible problem-solving. Um, in, in almost every good video game that we're playing today. And World of Warcraft is no exception, plus you get that bonus added uh, um, social cons, uh, mm-hmm. you know, component to it. So um, now, now we yeah. look at that, the, the three of us look at that and say, yes, we like that. Mm-hmm. We like the collaboration. We like working together. We like the interaction with people from all over the world. Uh, and, and then the flip side is... Oh, hold on. What's going on out there? What are my kids seeing? What are they doing? Mm-hmm. What are they talking about? And that's what I think surprises us the most is that, you know, you got this done in a school. You're able to do this in the school. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, we are, how... and um Go you ahead. Know, the thing is yeah, I was going to say the thing is it's it's you know, I always tell people I'm in the right place at the right time. I I stand on the shoulders of a lot of giants. So, I don't take a lot of credit here. I, I, things really are just everything has aligned really nicely. And what I'm excited is that that I just have the opportunity to say, look, you can do this. And and these issues that that we're talking about, the reasons that we we block everything, and um, and the reasons that we we think this is a crazy idea, these are actually the reasons that we need to be doing this kind of thing in school because there's there's a real disconnect. Um, between the real world and schools these days. Mm-hmm. And if you don't believe me, go stand in any of our high schools or even middle schools for that matter and watch what happens when the end of day bell rings. And as soon as kids walk out the door, they're taking out their cell phones. <laughs> and, and, and it's like, oh, here, you know, it's, um, yep. it, it's, it's like, um, Chris Lehman says, this is like my, it's my oxygen, right? And it's like they're, they're or breathing again. Oh, okay. I take a <laughs> breath. You know, I'm, I'm getting my, I'm getting my fix. I'm getting in my back into my element. Um, you know, and we, we've got to, we've got to start putting that kind of thing back in school. And so I work. I have a teacher there, Craig Lawson, who's incredible, and he understands gaming and he understands this, this stuff. And and so he gets it and he's working on it. The administrator there gets it, and my district level administration gets it. And 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 had, there's a lot of professional trust there. And so well, that's huge. Yeah, it, it's amazing. This is great. I, you know, for two weeks in a row now, we've talked to people having amazing administrative support, and it makes me wonder in my mind, 
are these exceptional administrators or are these just like you say administrators that get it? Are they just administrators that are right? You know, no, let's let's be careful, Jerry. Well, <laughs> because uh, here we are. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm just and I have I have my own set that's phenomenal. Yeah, I have my own set that that support me very well, you know, and, and are, are moving forward with projects like this. And so I will, I will include, include them and yours as well, yes. Zach, yeah. for but the it, safety it of our a, jobs. The right circumstances. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm going to be a dreamer and, and actually step out and say that I, I think this is might, might be the, the beginnings of a movement um, and, and of that change that we need to see in education anyway. Uh, I think that we're get, we're starting to get the word out. We still have a lot of work to do. And I'm not just talking about gaming. I'm talking about just changing the way yeah. we do business in schools. Yes. Um, but but I, I think it's it's – you could have taken probably any of of these people that I work with, and and ten years ago, you would have hit barriers. And because people's minds are changing, and and we see that what we're doing, the status quo is not working in schools, and we have our dropout rates soaring, and and kids are just bored out of their minds, drooling all over their textbooks and stuff like well, that. I mean, you know, it's it, we're we're beginning to change things. And well, that's we talked a, about the Ken Robinson, yeah, you know, exactly. video. And, uh, you know, the RSA animate video where it talks and I see that picture and I think it's one of the coolest videos because it's like the UPS drawings <laughs> yeah. and they're drawing this in, but you guys can see the picture there, can't you? The kid's sitting in the desk, he's surrounded by an Xbox, you know, an iPod and all these things are around him. He's in the most stimulating time in, in, in world history mm-hmm. for people. And he's sitting in a classroom, and somebody's just standing up at the board and just writing down math equations. Yeah, they, as soon as they walk out of the, of the school, yes, their phones are going. They, whether it's good or bad, I don't know if it's a drug or or what, but their brain are their brains are wired differently. And I think there's something to it also that you know you're in your 30s. I'm in my 30s. Jerry, you're a youngin, but I, you're close to it, aren't you? Hey, I'm 30 this week. Okay, see, hey, there you birthday. go. Happy birthday. <laughs> so, uh, so there, there's something about this happening at this time, and it seems that all of us grew up with games. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's some older people that have gotten into games that are older than us, but there's something about this, the age. And the more and more people I talk to, Joel's in this age group, uh, you know, all the others, like the Edridge group, they're all in this age group. And there's something about games. There's something about this paradigm shift that that uh, Ken Robinson talks about. That we need to shift education in a different route. And gaming, it just it gets you. You see, you see it. Sure. You see it, Lucas. When the the kids are into a game, they are totally focused. Do you have any discipline discipline problems? Uh, when they're gaming, I mean, in the classroom. Yeah, not like one would expect. Um, our discipline problems are, uh, no, it's not correct. It's not proper to uh, beg for gold from that lady over there. No. <laughs> yeah, that no. kind of thing. It's a totally different set. It, it, it's a different set of discipline, but, but it, not, not discipline like kids fighting and things like that. or, or yeah, no, What I'm talking about is that like a regular classroom setting. No, and you're sitting that. in the classroom, and you have classroom management. You just have a basic standard classroom. Or if the kids are engaged on a game. Or some type of activity like that. Um, whenever I do games in the classroom, the kids are totally focused. It's it's a lot of hard work for us as teachers because I'm constantly moving around and helping. But the kids are engaged, and sure. they they gain so much more from doing these games 
as long as it's planned correctly. Mm-hmm. But I don't have discipline problems when we're doing activities like that. With no, the we kids. don't. We don't either. I, we yeah. really don't. Uh, That's compared to typical at. classroom thing because they're not bored. Yes. They're excited. I mean, you know, I'm there. I'm I'm learning, and this is I, they they're running to our class. Yes. Um, from from PE and recess, <laughs> uh, and that is honestly good. That's observation. Uh, every time I go out to the school where we're doing this, I, I get there about the time that the kids are coming in from being just outside social, uh, re- a little bit of recess they have right after their lunch period. Our kids are literally, in, in our World of Warcraft program, are literally running like, oh my gosh, let us in, unlock the door, we we want to get started. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. No, and that's 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 what I see. And that, and that's and, and I'm sure Jerry, with the stuff that you're doing, the high school, it's a little different for middle school kids <laughs> because they'll actually run in the hallways. You know, in high school they're running, they're running to get away from somebody. <laughs> so you know, that's a whole nother thing. So okay, you know, you've done, you, you've worked with World of Warcraft. You're starting up Minecraft you're tomorrow. Up, so exciting. tomorrow, yep. yeah, starting up that. Uh, you get into you know iPad, iPod games. Yep. You know, Civilization Revolution, which is not my favorite, by the way, because I'm I'm a big Civilization fan, but uh, it's it's definitely not as in depth. Right. But it's still good. Right. It's still good, but it's not as in depth. Uh, you you Sims. Yes. Right. Yep. Sims three, and we talked about uh, was it a couple weeks ago, Jerry? Sims Medieval. Yep. Yep. And in <laughs> fact, in fact, I had a student come to me today and ask me, "Do you think we could do Sims Medieval at school?" And I just like, I was like, you know. <laughs> It's this girl. It's this, you know, sixth grade girl that comes up to me and asks me this. And I'm like, you know, it's got some really good things. It looks like it could be really good. I said, but are there some inappropriate things in there? She's like, yeah. And I'm just like, yeah. probably not going to be happening, uh, you know, for that. But, uh, you know, you're doing a lot of different things there. Mm-hmm. So what's – how – okay, I'm playing World of Warcraft. Okay. Okay. Um, am I learning physics? I mean, what 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 sure. am I le- learning? What what are the lessons that you could use from World of Warcraft? Okay, um, great question. Um, there, there's, you know, give me just about any subject area, and I, I can get some lesson content out of it for you. Uh, what we have primarily focused on has been language arts. Um, that has been a very very easy connection for us to make because it's a very literary literary game. There's right, and most people don't see that. Most people, when you say World of Warcraft, you know, what are you learning? And you say language arts, and you're like, what? You know? <laughs> well, yeah, because a lot of people tend to think uh, that this is, you know, it's they can't get past the Warcraft part of yeah. the game. And and it, you really, you know, and I tell parents, you know, if you have kids that play this and, and you're worried about it or you think, oh, well, they spent a lot of time playing that game, go and sit down beside them and watch what's going on. Again, put those teacher lenses on. Think about what's taking place in their minds. What's going on? Are they problem solving? Um, What is the basic thing that's going on? The basic game mechanic in World of Warcraft is the quest. Um, Yes, you can get experience from going out and killing rats and wolves and ogres and things like that. Um, That is a totally inefficient way of advancing your character. Um, (laughs) and, and And if you're playing with other people, which who. I mean, today, if you're playing video games by yourself, something's wrong. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, um, yeah. <laughs> everybody that you're playing with is going to outpace you, and you're going to get left in the dust. Because questing is the primary mechanic in World of Warcraft. I mean, there are over 9,500 quests in the game yeah. that, that have just a huge vocabulary 
I mean, look, take any quest in that game and just look at the reading level of it. Yes. Uh, and yet our students, when they come in, and, and, and our kids are not just playing the game. And those folks out there who are listening that, that know about World of Warcraft will, will understand it when I tell you. Our kids have been playing since August. Uh, our, our current group of kids have been playing since August of 2010. And our highest level kids are in their like low thirties, uh, around in that range. That's um, it. Yeah, and so you you understand if you, if you if you're playing World of Warcraft and you're just you're just playing the game and gaming and that sort of thing, uh, if you can't get to the highest level, you know, in that amount of time, you know, something's going on. But our kids are doing a lot more than just playing the game. There's a lot right. of lesson activity. Um, yeah, that that's you know, I'm sitting here. Okay, two years and you're only level thirty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, because you 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 probably have how many? You have what? Maybe a dozen characters. Um, yeah, somewhere in that range. I I have um, actually I, because I've I've had real, speaking of ADD and things like that. I've I've had real video game ADD lately. I've been bouncing <laughs> around between games, uh, just all sorts of things. So um, I have one level eighty five, which is the maximum okay. level. Uh, yeah. and then about four level eighties. Yeah. So, so I mean, yeah, I yeah and that, and that takes. That takes a long time, sure. but it, it, that's, I mean, it doesn't take that long. So, yeah, what, what you're saying makes sense. Is right, that especially now. I mean, they, are, they are focusing on other aspects of the game, not necessarily leveling. Yeah, in fact, there's a there's a number of days um, out of the week that they'll come in and they don't actually even log into the game. We, we try not to have that because we, we want to... We, we do value their their in world time, but there's there's times they have to work on their assignments and yeah. um, typical kinds of its assignments that we're doing in the class. For example, um, guilds and and the formation of a guild is a real important thing. So our kids are all in the same guild and they're in the guild with uh, students from other schools who have now started this project, um, both in New York and and soon Florida. That's uh, awesome. It, which is great. There, there's a whole another layer to to the thing there. Um, but we say, okay, what is a guild? What what should a guild offer to its members? Um, think about those kinds of things. How would you form and structure a guild? And again, all these are writing assignments that are taking place in Moodle. So we we've, we're developing a Moodle course um, that'll cover a full year uh, of classroom um, activity, and, and the kids are writing this, and usually in threaded discussions, and so they can come in and um, and there's a lot of peer review and things like that. So one of the things that we had them do about guilds is say, okay, let's go out and look online at different companies and their mission statements. So let's look at Nikes, let's look at Blizzard Entertainment, let's look at Avon's, which was really bad by the way, it's really long, um, <laughs> and, and and several other um, companies, and say, okay, what are the components of a mission statement, and why do we why do companies have mission statements? Now what we want you to do is write a mission statement for the guild. Um, and the writing that came out of that was amazing. I mean, these kids could go into the corporate world, I think, and start just hire our kids. Hmm. They'll write you a mission statement that'll rock, and yeah. you, you know, and and will define your company. Um, and, and that's just the kind of thing that we do uh, in this program. So uh, this week they're writing they're writing campaign speeches for uh, Guild Office, and actually will be performing like actually performing and delivering the speeches to their classmates live. That is, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it, I think we're pretty excited, but you're just as excited, if not more, because you I see how it. this is this impact. Yeah. yeah, I have a job. I'm teaching kids skills that they would actually use, and I'm using a game, and I'm having a blast doing it. Yeah, 
this is one of the the most. I don't want to oversimplify what you're saying, Lucas, but mm-hmm. essentially, I, I've heard critics of people, critics that say using World and War, World of Warcraft in education is nothing more than a meeting space. And you're you're putting so many more uses. That's so basic, to that. <laughs> right? Exactly. That's or great. You could do That's that. Um, well, you could just and, use and, a smart board and just have it project things. Ugh, boring. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, and, and we actually, I mean, yeah, we do use it as a meeting space. Um, I mean, which is very basic, but um, we have literature circles, and so our kids are actually at the same time they're experiencing this this world in this game world. They're also reading The Hobbit by Tolkien, uh-huh. and so they're they're uh-huh. kind of the parallel here is they're looking at their role. As avatar, like I am projection of myself into this virtual space, and I am a hero here. And 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 what are the steps that I take as a hero, and and how does my world expand as I begin to expand and and build my my reputation and my abilities and skills there? Okay, let's look at Bilbo's journey uh, as he starts out in the Hobbit. What is what is his journey as a hero? Um, and then how does this all compare to what's going on in your real life? You and know? heroes. Don't have to be, you know, what you envision them either. Oh, and sometimes they're not. No, you know, uh, we're we're uh, an upcoming lesson. They'll actually go and create a horde character, and they're gonna they're gonna look at horde, who's typically viewed by the alliance in, in the mythos of this as the bad guys. Evil, you know? yeah, that's but, evil. But, but but that that line is blurred because when you start playing the horde classes, you realize they're having the same struggles. Uh, in this virtual world as as the alliance as the okay. quote unquote good guys and so we're going to write about that that okay you're uh, wow because i've been teaching tolkien for about 10 years now mm-hmm. to sixth graders and so you know from the fellowship uh we've read the hobbit you know we've done other things and now i'm just thinking of all the different ways that this could be integrated right. and doing comparison contrast Oh my goodness! I mean, yeah. it, the potential—it's—it's it's so, unlimited. It's, exactly, and so, and that's the thing. It's—it's it's not a. I, when I tell people, I was like, you know, this is—you know—you understand this is really not about World of Warcraft. No, this is about learning and language arts. Yeah. Um, World of Warcraft is just our vehicle, and and so once you can begin to make those connections, and you say, oh, you're 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 using your teacher glasses, you know, I'm oh, I'm starting to see the connections here. Um, now, have you have so you had other this. subjects? Have you had that, like math? I mean, because you know, especially with the uh, the money system, sure. uh, purchasing, oh, yeah. uh, having you know the skill the skill sets, you know, all that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm I'm sure you've kind of looked at how to um, you know maybe integrate and have some of this work into other areas. Sure. Um, there's so much you could do with that. Uh, math would be – like language arts to me is the easiest connection. Uh, mathematics yeah. would be my second easiest connection. Um, other, but, but that's because I'm, I'm not a real strong math background, uh, a real you – know, a math teacher. You're a science teacher. Right. That's, well, <laughs> you know, uh, natural science. <laughs> yeah, and it, um, you're using it. Yes, okay. Yeah, sure. I, yeah. So – so a math teacher might be able to make more connections than I, and, and I'm sure they could. And and if you're a math teacher out there and you're playing World of Warcraft, please please start writing your ideas down and 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 let's let's well, get those shared with the world. You hear you hear stories of kids putting together like Excel spreadsheets Absolutely. of how to c- come up with the best you know s- sets of of items and and, mm-hmm. and just everything. I mean it's just and they they create this and they're like 16 year old kids that are they're coming up with. Pretty large mathematical equations using Excel. 
Yeah, and, and, and actually I've seen kids reverse engineer formulas, you know, yeah. fr- fr- from the results. So they're, they're looking at there are, you know, there are these add-on, uh, these little modifications that you can download and, and that'll give you real-time statistics about all the action that's going on in the game. And, yeah. and you can monitor all this. And so I can say, okay, I've got, um, I've got this one, this, this silver long sword here, and, and I'm getting this much damage per second on average coming out of that using that weapon when I fight this particular monster. But now let me, if I switch it out with a dagger, my short silver dagger, and I'm just making these terms up. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to lose cred, I don't want to lose street cred with my World of Warcraft. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. So, and, and I'm using that and I get these results and which one, and so if there's this evaluation process that takes place, which one is going to be more efficient? And maybe, maybe this works, this particular weapon works better with this kind, against this kind of enemy versus this kind of weapon against this kind of enemy. Yeah. There's, there's so much of that you could do, or, or the in-world auction system. There's a vibrant economy yeah. there. Yes. And, and there are people, there are people that, um, in higher ed, like at the community college level, and higher who have been using World of Warcraft and and having people um, play studying economics oh, through yeah. World of Warcraft. Oh yeah, huge. Yeah, I was going to ask you about I, that. Business and economics are huge sure. with that stuff. Yeah. Because it, it's like it has its own in-world eBay. So there's there's no reason, uh, and and there's all this commodities trading because you go out and you harvest um, raw materials, and then those raw materials are used to craft weapons and potions right. and things like that. Supply and, and demand. And, I mean, it's just uh. there's there's so much you can do there. Um, so yeah, that's that's something that we don't get into a lot in the language arts course that we're doing with it, but but you definitely could. There's no reason you couldn't do this kind of stuff. Wow. Lucas, I have yeah. another question for you. Sure. Okay, so we've been talking about World of Warcraft. We've been talking about, uh, you know, we brought up Minecraft. We're talking about games that are primarily made for entertainment, uh-huh. and we're using them in education. Do you feel, um, and you don't have to give me any games off the top of your head, but do you feel there are games that are being created in the educational realm that are that are just as effective or do you think the the real value here is going after these games made for the entertainment market and trying to use them in education? Um, let, let's put it this way: I have the hope that 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 the education gaming market or or, or games designed to do something effective, uh, re. Jane McGonigal and and people like that, the Institute for Change, and mm-hmm. like you know, doing games you know that that actually have a, a meaningful, really tied to real meaningful learning and things like that. They're coming, if they're not already there. Um, it's a matter of finding them. And and I don't claim to be an expert on all games that are out there. There's there's so much that I don't know about. And, and that's we we gaming teachers have to get together and start sharing these resources. Um, we have the ideas. Yeah, mm-hmm. we do. The ideas are there. Mm-hmm. We just need the the uh, I need I need the programmers out there making these things. Yeah. Well, um, it's there's money too because money you know is, is yeah. that education game going to make money? Absolutely mm-hmm. not. Not yeah. as much. It's, it's <laughs> not as much as the answer. So well, and so that's the thing. So you know I I'll be frank. You know when I think of games, if somebody comes to me and says this is an educational video game, my first response is yeah. oh boy, this is going to be cheesy. Here we go. <laughs> uh, you know, and 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 too, how often are those games like skill and drill kind of exercises where you know I I do my multiplication, I blow something up, yay. You know, and, and granted, it's better than a worksheet any day, but. Um, it, it's limited in, in its value, and kids know what real games are because they're playing real games when they go home. Um, yeah. 
so so my that is my sort of my thing is I, I push for use of commercial off the shelf games and I and I do think that you can find good games out there that that are that have some depth to them and you can adapt them to classroom use. Yeah, if you, you just got to be a little creative, and and what teacher's not creative? You got to be creative in education. You, I hope so. Yeah, <laughs> I hope so. Uh, so, what can a teacher say to a tech coordinator? Okay, somebody okay. in the technology department that will help them get games in the classroom. Okay, well, there's a few there's a few things, and, and I, I just recently wrote a blog post about this because I, I'm as I'm presenting about this, and, and I present to teachers, uh, and I and I have this huge heart for teachers because I work with them every day, and, and I just I love the te- teachers in my district, and and when they get excited about this, I don't want them to just run into this brick wall in the, the in their districts or um, in in their schools that that you know just going to take all the the wind out of their sails, so. Uh, I have a, a couple suggestions. Um, one, my number one thing is, and this is regardless of who you're dealing with, you, the absolute number one thing you have to do is put your kids first. This is, I mean, that's why we're in this business. Um, and if you don't have a heart for children and, and care about children and love them and, and want to see them grow and learn and be successful, then, well, one, you need to get out of teaching. We don't need you. You're dead weight. Um, <laughs> and, um, and two, something's wrong. So that's where you got to start. You got to put the kids first, so that that's the 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 all encompassing rule. Um, second, you, your your local um, building based administration needs to be on board. Um, so you need to talk to them. Um, you know, talk to them about what you want to do, and and hopefully you have that that kind of administrator in your building that that is open to that kind of thing, and that you can have that kind of conversation with. Um, Go go to them with research. Do do your homework. All right. Uh, do some research. I, I know on, on my websites I've got huge lists of white papers. Just go print that and take it to I, look at all this. Yeah, I, I just need to point them to your website, and yeah. uh, I think I'm pretty good to go. Yeah, I mean that's that's the thing. That's that's what we want to do is say, look, here here's the supporting research, and people are doing this, um, and and if you know, tell them that here here's an opportunity for some real good PR too. It's been great. For our district, um, you know, especially when we've got, you know, things like budget and, and all this scary negative news kind of looming over us, um, yeah. it, it's awesome to be able to say, but look at the awesome things that we're doing with kids and, and look how excited they're getting about learning. Yeah. Um, so that that's a thing. Uh, that's a piece of suggestion. Um, you're going to – a good, safe place to start. This is a, a really big rule too or, or suggestion, not a rule. Um Starting as a club, um, start as a club. It's a safe place to fail, all right, because it's voluntary uh, after school, before school, or during like a club period or whatever you do. Um, this is a this is a safe place to fail. Uh, and administrators are usually, you know, they're much more flexible about doing things in a club type environment. Um, I suggest picking um, picking the undesirables as far as your kids who you want to target. Um, you know, if you've got, you know, everybody wants to get all of this, the, you know, the brilliant, nice, polite kids. Yeah, that's fine. You bring them on board too. They all, they all can benefit. But if you really want to make a difference, go for the kids who are just bored. They're bored with school. They don't like playing the game of school. Um, whether they're on the spectrum, you know, somewhere like ADHD, autistic, um, at risk for dropping out or behaviorally or whatever, get those kids um, because those kids 
in my experiences, respond really well, and and they they are they're amazing kids. They really are. Um, but they they just, just need an outlet. They do. They need something. They need an anchor in school. Something that's like, man, okay, school's not so bad. Yeah. Um. And um, do do your curriculum alignment. You know, start looking at your curriculum. Play play a game. Play it with other people. Play it with other educators. Um, and then start looking at ways to align. Um, your like what you want to teach, whether it's a single lesson or or a full course or whatever, um, and go to your parents, get your PTO, uh, PTA, whatever your organization is, get them on board, start talking to them, talking about your ideas, find some funding, network with other uh, teachers. Your this podcast is huge, for example, or or whatever it is that we're going to call it. This um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, is huge because here here's a place where people uh, I would dare say that everybody that you guys have had and, and will have on the show are, are very willing to network. And so you you build this support group. Um, you don't have to go it alone. We are very social. People think about gamers as, you know, I'm living in my mother's basement and, you know, I have cats and whatever. <laughs> I, I have cats. I have cats. <laughs> wearing my wife's shirt. Sorry for the you know. cat lovers out there. Uh, yeah, but, uh, but it's just one of the things, it's like, no, we're not like that, you know, I, I get on, and when I game, I game with my friends, I, it's, you know, we blow stuff up, yeah, yeah everyone, you, yeah, that's great, how's your kids doing, oh, look out for that guy, you know, you know it's, yeah, it's, it's, what's going on with your life, it's, it's a social atmosphere, it's and very that, social. Very social. So back to the parents, sure. because, you know, one of the things we want to talk about is the violence, and okay, so World of Warcraft, yeah, uh, yeah, there's there's violence going on there. You know, how do you say? Well, I don't want my kids being involved in something like this because there's violence and there's too much violence in video games. I mean, what do you say to something like that? Well, there's a couple of things that that um, I typically are, are sort of my my canned responses to that. Uh, first off, the violence issue in in video games is is just incredibly overhyped by media because it's an easy story. Um, and and if you look at the history of of how that's been reported in the news, um, just it's, it's pure hype. Um, as far as connecting that to real world violence, no tangible, true, hard, like direct causal type research to show that. Um, the 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 real though to, to talk to parents in that sense that you know if they're concerned about that or. It's, it's interesting enough. It's not usually the parents who who who, who push back on that issue. It's usually um, administration or other teachers or other um, you know folks that you're working with in education. They're scared. And, and, yeah, they're scared because you know that's there's so much going on that you know that, that generates that that environment of fear. But what I tell people, I ask people, I say, do you have do you have a high school? Um, do you do you have high schools in your district? What happens there on Friday nights in the winter? They play football. Um, and, and have you ever watched a football game? What's going on in that? W- w- does that look like violence to you? Because it sure does to me when they take kids off the field in a stretcher and people are cheering in the stands. Uh, you know, and, and why is that? Um, well, you know, why don't we touch that? And, and interestingly enough, if you look at the statistics, um, and, and I don't promote just violence for violence sake or anything like right. that. So, but, but as our video games, interestingly enough, have become more violent, um, you talk about the most ex- Extreme forms, um, violent crime in the U.S. has dropped off sharply. Um, whether that's a correlation there or not, I don't know. But it's just interesting. Um, yeah. And, and, and you know, we look at kids, 
you know, watch any kids at play, a group of kids playing in the sandbox, playing in the uh, playground or outside in the backyard, you know, playing, you know, the, the stereotypical you know, cowboys and Indians or army or war or whatever. I use real BB guns, but that's a whole nother story. <laughs> well, uh, I don't advocate that necessarily, but, you know, <laughs> um, <laughs> so that's... Cut you off there, sorry. No, that's okay. And so, um... You know, you, you see that kind of thing going on, and, and this is make-believe play. This is this is what researchers call um, the psychosocial moratorium, or or this this mad this idea of the magic circle. It's that I'm entering into a play situation, a play world where I can experiment safely with these these ideas about violence and things like that. Um, but it's I understand, and kids understand. They really do. Most kids who are, you know, well-adjusted, psychologically normal kids, understand that, and they understand that what they're doing is is a play environment. Yeah. Ask, right. ask any of your kids who play video games in your classroom. What games do you play? Is there? Oh, and we and that was one of our episodes. We talked to yeah. our kids, and it is amazing, especially for the boys. I mean. You know, compared to the girls, you know, Black Ops. I mean, that was sure. probably the number one thing. That's what people are Call of Duty Black Ops. Yeah, and and ask them: Is it is it would it be acceptable for you to bring in a um, a, a machine gun into your school and and shoot your your classmates? And, and they're going to be repulsed by that idea because yeah. we we understand that's no, that's not acceptable. It's right. it's a game. Ask your kids: It's just a game. Right. And and, and, I and no. Yeah, it's, it's, I remember growing it, up with Dungeons and Dragons. Sure, and how people were just freaking out about, you know, uh, oh, they're gonna they're into witchcraft and they're doing this, they're <laughs> doing that. You know, it's the violence. And you know, talk about language arts. Mm-hmm. Being a DM, oh, creating gosh, yeah. the best storytellers were the dungeon masters. Sure. You had to be really good. So you know, the language arts and the math that's just involved in Dungeons. I thought about doing that too, but um, you know, Dungeons and Dragons, but. Yeah, it's it's that whole aspect, and it, it's I don't know if it's just from generation to generation or what, but it's it seems to be a constant theme. Yeah, throughout it, it is. It, it's it's something. It's it's easy to stigmatize in 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 different media, whether it be video games, books, or whatever. Um, it's easy to kind of like pull that out, and and that's our that's what we hide behind. We hide behind that argument when we don't want to deal with it, um, but. Sit down with your kids and watch them play and ask them about what's going on. And, and parents, if you're not doing that, you need to be doing that because your yeah. kids are involved in, in activities. You need to be knowing what's going on anyway. You need right. to be there. Um, parents need to be all up in their kids' business. That's what I tell people. It's like you um, need to be sitting on the side and know what's going on. Don't, I, don't, I don't like the idea of kids playing games or being on the computer or anything like that behind a closed door. Right, but um, we do know that that happens Sure, it does. It does. It happens a whole lot. Yeah. Um, but uh, just – Play with your kids. Gosh, that's what a bonding thing. I, I have in my guild. I have a, a family of um, uh, a father and his two kids, um, and they have played World of Warcraft in our guild together. And it has been just amazing for me, being external to that relationship, to watch how that. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. And, and then when the oldest son has gone off to college now, but they still get together, they still play, they still play, and, and have that connection. That's to awesome. World of Warcraft. It's, it's yep. incredible. That's awesome. I mean, just playing the games at home with, you know, whether it's a board game or, uh, you know, computer game or uh, one of the fun games with my kids is Star Wars Legos. I mean, yeah. that's 
you know, that's a blast. Even though my youngest daughter likes playing Chewbacca and pulls my head off. We're on the same team. Pulls my head off, you know, pops my arms off, you know, <laughs> Legos. It's just like, we're on the same team, and she just sits over there and laps. I'm like, are you trying to win the game? I think she, she's taking out her aggression on me, but it's in a game. It's, it's really not, it's not in real life. She's not sure. hitting. So, you know, that's a positive, I guess. Yeah. So, uh, any, anything else you want to share? I think we're kind of running on some time here, and I think we could really talk forever. And I'm really thinking we are going to definitely have you back, you know, again, Lucas. Um, but Jerry, any other questions you got? Oh, wow. I, I know. You- we have a lot. I was about to say so many, so many that we can bring up. I, you know, I just want to thank you for taking your time to be on the show, Lucas. I think no, you, no problem. You, you definitely have um, your brain wrapped around. I don't even know what to call it. I guess the world of of gaming and education, and it's very mm-hmm. cool the amount of time that you have dedicated to this because you know I think if anyone, and we will definitely put these links up, and I encourage oh, yeah. everyone that listens to the. To the the podcast, whatever we're calling no. it, the, the the cast, the episode, the the oh, webisode, geez. whatever people listen to, go go to um, this page and um, the contact information alone, Lucas, oh, on, on what you've done for people to understand the amount of time that you've put into all oh. of of this stuff. It, it's absolutely incredible, and I think well, we can tell you're not in the classroom anymore because you're not great. <laughs> Yeah, no, I I think Zach and I both understand it and and appreciate it. And I hope that everybody else that looks at it can really, you know, take from it uh, just the the incredible amount of time that you spent on it. So we thank you for for your incredible base knowledge. Yeah, I don't want people to have to reinvent the wheel. I mean, you know, it's if it's that's, if that's I perfect. can do it and I can document my experiences and what works and what doesn't work in my experience, and you can take anything from that. Well, then please do because I do yeah. believe in this. I think I think this is this is just one small small component of of the kinds of things that we need to be doing in education anyway to to change um, to to do that paradigm shift that um, Sir Ken Robinson was talking about. It's just one component of that. Yeah. Um, well, a, a waterfall. A waterfall starts as one drop. Oh yeah. So you know, that's uh, that how that's how it goes. But uh, yeah, these links will be on on the uh, Ed Gamer Ed Reach website, and you really need to do it. And honestly, I'm going to be sending these off to uh, some people probably tonight, um, especially for some of the projects that I'm working on. But um, hopefully, it'll it'll give me an in to kind of move forward with some of the things that I want to do. But, uh, yeah, I can't thank you enough. Uh, and, Lucas, we'll definitely be in touch. Oh, great. And, Good. Uh, anything else you want to share? Um, no, just just be brave. Step out. That's what I tell people. Uh, take a chance and, and go play a game. Don't Remember how to play. Uh, that's the thing. I, I think yeah. I, I worry about sometimes we get so caught up in our, our, our lives and our, our daily lives and, and that kind of thing that we need, we can take a lesson from our kids and just remember how to play, and and that's that's a good thing. So hopefully people take the time to remember what it's like to be a kid and play. It's yeah, good I stuff. like that. I don't know Powerful. who put this at the bottom, but it says uh, kids know what real games are. Uh, yes, that was me. I because Lucas said that, and and I absolutely love it. I I think that's, uh, I think that's, that's our title. Yeah, that's what I was hoping for. I think you like that. It's fantastic. Like that Lucas works for me. Okay, well everybody out there, thank you for listening to this week's Ed Gamer whatever you want to call it. <laughs> and, <laughs> please follow us on edreach.us and also follow all the great podcasts and blog posts on the EdReach Network. Have a great week.
I have cats. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta you gotta sign out here, Lucas. Ah, uh, wow. Um, uh, so I don't play in the basement, and, and I don't wear a wife beater. <laughs> okay, well that's good. <laughs> Just break, that's good. Breaking on the stereotypes. And, and my dog doesn't go to the bathroom on my shoes. So wow. there you go. Now they're full. <laughs> good night, everybody. Bye. Good night.